sound of the horn. Hey, it's me, Chris Wilde. This is the legendary Clipcast. I'm coming to you live on tape from the Tiki Hut Studios in beautiful Redondo Beach. Joining me, as always, from his beautiful home studio in Burbank, California, Henry Dittman, everybody. It's Burbank. Dang, 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 darn it. Darn, darn, dang. Dang, darn it. So close. Stupid flopper. Now listen here. Now listen here, Clipcast listeners. We don't you like to, up. we don't like to do this after we lose, but we haven't done a clip cast in a salty. couple of weeks. We're getting called out by our loyal listeners, and so we're we're gonna do sure. it. But I don't want to talk about tonight's game much. Can we just? <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to. It almost happened. Our beloved DJ is the one ah, who cut us. Him. You know, I love him like a knife. Oh, I, love DeAndre I, Jordan. I didn't us. realize he was an all star. And then a bogus foul call. That. Just a bogus, dirty foul call. Ugh, fat Please. butt flopper Harden. Ugh, Harden Why do the refs love him so much? Blech. The refs love James Harden Blech. more than other guys. Blech. Gross. But here's the thing. We usually clip cast after W's, and we had arguably our two best W's of the season when we shorthanded beat the Miami Heat, swept them on the uh, season series, and then full strength beat the Utah Jazz, which was uh, massive. So those were two massive, massive Oh, yeah. You want want me to talk about the Heat game? Let's talk about it. Well, I'm curious. Yeah, go. I'm curious which one, because I put out a Twitter question, what was the more important win or which was the better win? And I'm just curious which win you thought was more important to you as a big-time Clipper fan. Uh, dude, well, we, I think, look, dude, the Jazz, it's the Jazz, it's the Jazz. It's the Jazz. The Heat aren't even the best team in the East. Beating the Jazz well, is huge. Well, they're the Eastern Conference champions. Beating the, ja- beating the Jazz, oh, whatever. Whatever for that. What? <laughs> no. No. Last season. But last at, season. At, after that game, everyone was saying that was the best win of the season. Like, yeah. everyone was saying that. Sure. Huge, well, huge win. Until you, you, what? That wasn't the question. Two you just games asked. later, you said which was the more important win, not the which was the best. Oh, sure. win. sure. Not which was the oh, best. No, okay. Win. Well, which was the better win? Oh, which was the, the uh, Heat the... win was such a big win, and I'm gonna tell. It's like a classic. Are incorrigible. Classic. So, so the Jazz win was more important. Yeah. Obviously, in our Western Conference standings, yeah. every W is important. But you're saying. Oh, this is a classic flip-flop. It's a Get big flip-flop. Well, you misspoke. Out. You misspoke to be fur. I don't know that I misspoke. I, I think I it's flopped. It's not the more important win, but it was the more <laughs> it was the better win. It was the better win. Yes. For sure. Okay, so that's what you're saying. It was a better win. Why, why did you like why did you prefer that win? After that win, every member of Clipper Nation said that was the best win of the season. And yeah. then two games later. We beat the Jazz in the second game of one of those baseball series when we get everybody back. So what was so special about that win versus the Heat? Well, Hank? well, the the most important thing about it was that we did not have Kawhi Leonard. We did not have Paul George. We did not have Nick Patum. And we did not have Pat Beverly. We were missing four-fifths four out of, of starters. five starters, man. I mean, 80% It was crazy. And, and what and And... P.S. A really fun little a little fun tidbit was the Pat Beverly breaking the four thousand points and drinking a Bud Light on camera at Staples Center in the press room. <laughs> but we amazing. know we know that at Staples Arena they they sometimes have beer for the press. 
So I have a feeling people are like, why is he drinking after Clippers games? Yeah, yeah. What, but this was a Clippers game, right? This was a home game. No, I know. I'm just saying that the other team doesn't do it. Just no, but I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that somebody went and grabbed him a beer out of the press room because everyone was like, "Why is he drinking a Bud Light?" Well, Clippers fans, it's because they offer Bud and Bud Light in the cafeteria for the writers who right. have to stay and write their their stories. Sure. Uh, the Fine. other the other reason it was big is because remember, not that long ago, mm. the Heat was the game mm-hmm. where we came back eighteen points to win, but now yes. they had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's back yes, for this did. game. Right. Uh, this also was the second night of a back to back for us missing all those players. Uh, so and we won the game before and we were on three straight wins. There were a lot of there just were a lot of factors here that could give us trouble. And I also have to say, as a personal Burbank Hank aside, is that I think that Eric Spolster is one of those underrated coaches. I think he got that he got painted with the brush of. He's only got this team into the finals, the Heat, because he's got these superstars. But the truth is, his teams have been in the finals 50% of the last 10 seasons. Five out of 10 seasons, he's had his team in the finals. Uh, wow. And so, so all of those things factor in. And he did it last year without LeBron That's versus right. LeBron. And That's I right. agree with that statement. He is an unsung great coach, as is Ty Lue, P.S. Yeah. So we were, listen, and also we started this game in a deficit. They won the first quarter, not by a lot, but the Heat won the first quarter. Uh, the Heat went on a right. 7-0 run to start the game. The Clippers were ice cold, and then all of a sudden, it just started. Marcus Morris hit a three. Lou Williams hit a two. Serge got a layup and one. A 8-0 run to answer, and it was that kind of like, then it was a then it was just a nice game. And if honestly, if Luke Kennard had gotten hot in that game, it never would have been in question. We would have blown him out. He had a little bit of a tough start. Uh, but that was the who game. Was also, your HD also, POG of that particular game? Who 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 are you going to give your Hank Dittman's player of the game to in that in that your favorite win of the season? Well, like. this is a little. I, I have a little bit of a caveat. I have a caveat, right? Because the <laughs> a Chris easy, Wild caveat, a classic Chris Wild caveat on the Hank's player of the game. It's very confusing. Not to us. It makes perfect sense. It would be very it so easy. It would be very easy to pick Marcus Morris. Right, he was the right. ga- he was the leader ga- game leader in points. He went six sure. for eight from three. Uh, the starter, thirty two points. The starter who gave up his starter position when he came back comes back as a starter. Also, Reggie right. Jackson starting the the player who got benched, who we have now talked about many times, came back and played like fire. The kid, Terrence Mann, starting. Lou Will- the much maligned and slandered and rumored about his trades. Lou Williams got the start. Uh, but Marcus Marcus Morris had the nicest line. He had a great night. Yeah. But man, Amir Coffey went four for four from three on his first four uh, three attempts. Amir he ended Coffey, up. He ended up HD. He ended up five of six from three. He ended up five wow. of six from three. So I I I'd say. Look, if it were like, oh, you, you've got to pick the best player on the Clippers for the game, it was Marcus Morris Sr., but my Hanks player of the game sure. was Amir Coffey. It looked great. There you go. And not, let's not sleep on Sweet Lou's 10 assists, too. Oh, buddy. Back-to-back uh, Lou, 10 Lou assists. Is, and like Lou, he and, did it the night before in the win versus Cleveland. What's, Lou what's, Williams with the assists. Oh, yes, dude. And, and what's that old, you know, Doc Rivers would always say, you know, Defense leads to offense and all that stuff. Like energy it, finds the ball. It almost feels you know like funny. Luke Williams' shot wasn't falling, and he started getting creative on defense. He started getting assists. Now his shot's starting to fall. Now he had a rough night tonight shooting. We're not talking about that game. We're not talking about that. No, game. we're not. 
Sorry. No, we're not. We're not talking about the fact that we've lost two out of three because we are talking about the fact that we beat the Utah Jazz in that second game of the baseball series. And look, the Jazz beat us shorthanded. They sure did. We didn't have our guys. No. When we had our guys versus what is very likely going to be a playoff preview, we beat the Jazz. I was at the loss. I was at Staples Center for that Wednesday loss, and it was brutal. And Rudy Gobert and Spider-Man Mitchell, the the two of them, that one-two punch of those two guys was terrifying. Go, Go- and Bear I was, was like, amazing. Man, Gobert was incredible. Gobert, that night. Gobert dominated that night. And I said, gosh, if we could only have our guys, because it was weird because we had we had our bigs, we had Ibaka, we had Zubats, we had our centers to go up against Gobert, but we didn't have Kawhi, we didn't have Paul George. So it's like, it's not really the greatest read on how we're going to handle Rudy Gobert, really. Oh my and gosh, then Friday dude, night, and PS, obviously. And P.S., Rudy Gobert win. that night was 23 points, 20 rebounds. 20. Ah, he killed 20 us. 20 rebounds. Yeah. It was ugly. It was ugly. And I had great seats that night. It was the best seats I've had in the uh, no fans in attendance era of the they they really hooked me up I was bummed what we lost that game but Friday night for me was the biggest win just because we got that win the the L word lost the next night to get us alone in the two seed we're no longer in the two seed but it just looks like to me it's Utah Jazz one it's LA two it's LA three pick your poison and look we're going into the all-star break we don't really know what our schedule is after that, because they haven't really announced it yet. But we do know that the L word is at a very soft opening half season. So their second half of their season is going to be brutal. So I like us at the very minimum to get ahead of them and lock in that two seed. But what we just learned when we played the Jazz full strength versus full strength is that we are the better team. Now, we were full strength tonight in the L, sadly, versus... The crazy good Nets who are clearly going to win the East. Clearly. Oh, my gosh. Decisively. Decisively win the East. Yes, yes, yes. There's no there's no way that, that Doc Rivers is his 76ers is his. Is, 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 oh, no. Past the Nets. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. No, 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 no. Brian Seaman tried to make it a little interesting and go, well, I'd be interested to see what uh, Boston Celtics coach Brad Stevens, a.k.a. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, does versus Steve Nash and Dan Tony's coached Brooklyn Nets starring, like, it's like a video game with Kevin Durant, James yeah. Harden, and Kyrie Irving on it's the It's crazy. Team. They're clearly going to the finals. Yeah, they're going to the and finals. And I liked all the talk about the finals. We talked about it ad nauseum uh, a couple of shows ago. That Brooklyn Clippers game is your NBA finals preview, and man alive, do I, I still believe that in my heart of hearts. Now, look, the Nets just swept us on the season series. Does that worry you for the NBA Finals? I mean, can we well, uh, everything. First of all, just... first of all, I hope that I'm worrying about the NBA Finals when it's go. time for the so... NBA Finals. I mean, at this point, we all know that we have got to get to the conference final. Yeah, like that's the thing that has to happen for us. We have to get to the conference final, right? Um, yes, yes. It, listen, uh, Kevin. And it's Dur- going to be brutal. In Kevin the West. Durant did not play tonight. Um, 
Kevin Durant did not play tonight. Kevin Durant did not play tonight. There, I said it three times. Like, you know, that's the, I, that's the I, thing. I wonder if we don't. I don't. I wonder if we don't win that game if Paul George isn't on a minutes restriction too. P.S. It's hey man, it's possible. I mean, they're just a they're just a really great team. They're just a really great team they're with really, really great, great with really great stars. Uh, the the question yeah. ends up being when we start to play game teams back to back, when we're starting to make adjustments and answer the problems, which sure. we have. Speaking of ad nauseum, we've said many many times in the past we had a coach that did not make adjustments. Um, but you're speaking. Right. You're talking about the Jazz. Um, in 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 all fairness, I was on set on Friday, so I only was casually watching the game, in between stuff. But right, you, you tell well, me. I'll tell you, you honestly. Wait, wait, I wait, watched every wait, I have a, minute. Of I that have a specific game. question. Um, you yeah. tell me why Rudy Gobert went from twenty three points and twenty rebounds to eight points and fifteen rebounds. What's the reason why that happened? Because I was only casually watching the game. You know, I was tracking well, the I'll... score. Like that's adjustments. That's well, that is an adjustment, but but also I just feel like Serge and Zoo and you've and we've by the way we've seen Coach Ty Lue finish with Zubats on a lot of these games and not with Ibaka. P.S. He's really just saying who's playing better, who's the better matchup. That's what I'm going to finish with. So I think those guys, yes, they made an adjustment, and yes, the coaching staff made an adjustment, but the big adjustment is that you've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, your two massive video game-style superstars, and everybody just has more swag. In that Friday game, Nicholas Batum didn't have a single basket and played for 30 minutes. And I guess that was the first time in his entire career that he's played for a half an hour with zero points. And we still win that game relatively decisively versus the Utah Jazz. I didn't really think the game yeah, was ever and we only, question. Yeah, and we only made 10 threes. We went thir- – now, they all, they only made 12 threes. They also were not shooting great from the perimeter, but we went 10 of 30 from three. Lou Williams was wonderful in that game. His leadership, they mic'd him up. If you go to the Clippers' Instagram page, there's a video of Lou Williams mic'd up basically in the huddle saying – Oh, there's no way we're gonna lose to these guys a second time. Get greedy, get hungry out Ooh, there. And he was get coaching greedy. I like Terrence that. Terrence Mann telling Terrence Mann, who's been huge for us. Yeah, telling Terrence Mann, get hungry, get greedy. And Terrence Mann's been making some big shots, playing some big man basketball in bigger minutes. He's really, really impressed me. Hank. Well, the turno- the turnovers killed us tonight. So that's another thing. Yes, you know, uh, there but was, you had a we, lot of we guys played like crap. We shouldn't have even been in that game as as we shouldn't have been in that game, and yet there we were right in it late, and there were the refs just handing it to James Harden and his massive butt. I, I mean, you're big butt. You really look. No one talks don't about body how big shame his butt him. is. Don't body shame him. I don't like that. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'm not body shaming no, him. I'm butt size shaming him. Oh, it's the same I'm thing. I'm butt size shaming him. It's the same thing. Now, uh, the reason listen, you, you say have... that is because you have a big butt. I do Hank, have a big butt, and you, I do. You're sensitive, sensitive about your big butt. I don't butt. like it. I don't like you to tease him about having a big butt because well, I have a big butt. I don't butt. like your big butt. Big, stop or James Harden's Oh my big gosh, butt. this is not this is not clip <laughs> clip crack. Uh, hey, uh, you asked me if it worried me. You Tuchus asked if, cast. Hey, that's the horn. Welcome back to Tuchus cast. <laughs> you asked me if this worried me as a as a finals preview, and I'll tell you the fact that this game was tied with 27 seconds left. And sure. a really, and we didn't play particularly well. I mean, it's not like it's not like that. DeAndre tip goes in, you know, 
90% of the time. That was it was a great tip, but it was a very I'm not I never like to say luck because these are and these are professional athletes and so any right. shot they make is not luck. But it was bad right. it was bad fortune for us that that tip went in. It was huge that yes. Kyrie Irving got, got greedy and hoisted up that 3. And honestly, if that's your first game of the NBA Finals and it's that close versus the Nets, you kind of go, "Sure, okay, we got we got to win these games." But dude, that kind of game last season where you're down that many points and you 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 let go. Last season, we 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 give up last season in games like that. Sure. So absolutely, I like the fire. I you know, no, they didn't have Kevin Durant on the floor, but we had we have multiple guys who are dealing with health, and that's really the question. That's our question going into the second half of the season is health. You know, can we can I everybody wonder, get healthy and stay healthy? I wonder if Mr. French for Duck, Luke Kennard, isn't in a bit of the hot seat. He has seen a couple of DNPs here. He is not getting any minutes. I think I think Coach Ty Lue is saying, yeah, I'm going with man. But I don't I don't I don't know what to tell you. Dude, I, we've it's not a, seen it's, it's not great. Kennard. It's not great that we, before he played a single game in a Clippers uniform, put him on like a five-year contract. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. I really don't understand why we needed felt the need to tie him up. You know? Was his workout that great? I mean, you know. And he, I mean, he was he's hasn't been in the league that long. He didn't really do. I know he's a dookie guy, right? I I, I agree with you, Hank. I I I don't. We really locked him in on a nice contract for a long time. Yeah, for a guy who averages single digits. For a guy who averages single digit points. You know? For also a guy that the coach says we're playing the two best teams in the league realistically, right? So the Jazz is the best in the in the NBA. And then the Nets are, you know, Philadelphia. I think actually now maybe they're tied or something. But we all know. That now that Harden is in net, the Nets are better than the Philadelphia 76ers. So Coach Tyloo, who we love, says, okay, we're the Clippers. We're one of the top three teams in the NBA. We're playing back, you know, in back, not back to back games, but these past two games, we're playing the best teams in each conference. Oh, by the way, PS, French for Duck, Luke Kennard, hit the bricks. Hit the pine. You're seeing not even a single solitary second of play. It's crazy. He's like getting Patterson style, like just like stay ready, like just doing nothing, just doing nothing. Hank. Four years, sixty-four million dollars. We didn't pay Patterson that to sit there doing nothing. By the way, oh, speaking I'll of sit Patterson there for sitting there doing nothing, I'll sit there for so, six, I'll um, sit there for sixteen dollars and a diet coke. I'll, I'll, you lock me into that bench for ten seasons, okay? One, one million dollars, okay? Oh, That's one all million. Oh, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat per season, per, per se- season. Oh, a million dollars per season. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, I'm right, so for. A, I'll just the, give me a million and I'll, I'll commit. You wanted? I think you said a case of diet cokes and a hot dog. I think is what you. No, it's sixteen dollars and a large diet coke. But I mean, let let me let me be your agent. All right, so. So anyway, uh, and, it, and speaking, he, listen, he can shoot. He's had some decent games for us. I liked, he, I liked, I liked, I liked Ty Lu being willing to bench him and sit him down and, and bench players. I like that. I like that he's willing to do that. No, Ty. I mean, we saw Ty Lu do it with Reggie Jackson, and then Reggie Jackson sat and sat and sat, and then all of a sudden got tons of minutes, and then all of a sudden was super productive. So it's worked in the past. 
But but speaking of sitting on the side doing nothing. So when I was at that game Wednesday night that uh, that we we had no one there and we played the Jazz and sadly we lost. Um, Pat Patterson sits on the bench, uh, you know, because they all have their own little weird areas now because it's not like a true bench and everyone's got their own Gatorade container and there's a little space between everybody's seats. Pat Patterson just sits there with a comically oversized basketball and practices shooting up in the air over and over and over again. Oh, is it like is it like a medicine ball? I don't know if it's like a weighted. It's, yeah, it's yeah, I a think it's a ball. weighted basketball, but it's or, or slightly weighted because he he's, but it's definitely bigger than a normal basketball. And I'm, the whole th- I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was hypnotic, and I was like, I love what he's doing right now. So, Kennard, get that comically oversized basketball and practice your shot while you ride the pine versus the two best teams in the league. I, I, I mean, I'm, look, I like Ty Lue. I, I, I'm excited to see if this works. When we do get more Kennard, is it going to be impactful that, you know, he basically got sent to his room? Well, you know, he's a shooter. So, it just depends on each night, right? He has had some decent nights shooting. I'm not going to go back through every sure. every game, but he's had some nights where he was making shots and making plays. Um, well, we would, we yeah. can both agree maybe it's not enough. Oh, it's not maybe. enough. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. not enough for you know it's not enough to to average twenty some odd minutes and and eight points. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> Especially when you're this three, you know you know you're supposed to be this flouted three ball assassin. Yeah, yeah. I think we've let's move let's move on. I'm starting to get sad. Speaking speaking. All right, so. We've got the all-star else, break is coming up. Yeah. Speaking of anything else at all. Speaking of the all-star break, of games. should they be doing this? Uh, you know, I would say I, I the NBA has handled COVID so well, and then they just kind of got on their high horse and said, well, we haven't had a single player test positive in such and such days. But then you just saw games getting canceled. Like yeah. just yeah. yesterday, yeah. the day before. So clearly they don't have as good a handle on it as they thought. So, yeah, I don't know that they should be doing it. That being said, they're obviously going to test the hell out of these guys. They're going to try to keep them as safe as possible. And we've got Kawhi Leonard as a starter in a proper East versus West all-star game. So that I like. And I and it's pretty obvious to me that Paul George is also going to go Oh, so wait, just wait a second. Because I love. Wait a second. Yeah. It's legit East versus West. We're back to the to sanity, or is it? A... I'm, I'm fairly certain oh, that's please. what it is. I but hated the team. I've, but I've also I've heard it being referred to as Team LeBron versus Team Durant. So that Ugh, makes me nervous. No, I don't like that. I want to watch the East versus the I West. I hate it. Come on, I man. I want to watch the East versus the it, West. It, now, are we, now, is this I a, agree. is this a coastal bias? Hey, Clippers. Hey, oh, this is important. Please do us a favor and get onto Twitter and answer this question for us. Are do we just Coastal love bias. do we just love East West conference versus each other because we live on one of the two coasts and we love having a battle with the East Coast, West Coast, Best Coast, right. East Coast, Least Coast? Does the rest They're of the, the least. are the rest of the fans just like, "Oh man, who cares? We like to watch our favorite players play." If you if right. no, let us know. Uh, yeah. but for me, what I don't do you like prefer it. fans I don't like it either. I don't like this like pickup style. Okay, you're captain. You pick. Then it's like somebody gets picked last. Like it's just weird. I don't, I don't want anyone to get picked off-putting. last. 
I don't want anyone to get picked last. These guys I, have feelings. If, if everyone agrees that James Harden's massive butt gets picked Stop last, it. That's then body I like shaming. It. I don't like but the body I, shaming. Disavow. I don't think me. I don't. I, I don't think me just pointing out how massive his butt is is body shaming him. You're not. I think saying, he's got. I, oh my lord, you're terrible. I think he's got a fabulous <laughs> body. <laughs> We changed the subject. Anyway, I think that I think the All Star Game is a mistake. I think one of the things that makes the All Star Game great is the fans and the players yes. watching the dunk show, standing on the court yes. watching the dunk show. Um, I just don't... sure the celeb the celebs sitting courtside overreacting yeah, to I the mean, dunks. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And so I mean, look, I always tune in. I always love to see the play. I love the skills challenge. I love the three point challenge. I love the dunk show. But I just think. I think when your biggest stars are saying we don't want to do this, oh yeah, absolutely. You should listen and say, "Hey, let's try to just hey." Last season we had to have a bubble. This season we're not doing the bubble, so maybe let's just not test our luck. I don't know. And also, let's just instead of like, okay, so why is the All Star break necessary? Because it gives the guys a little bit break to get right. The guys who are not going to the All Star game, they get a few days off, right? So just. Say, all right, this year, here's who the All-Stars are, thanks to your picks, but we are going to not have the game and give everyone three, four days off to get right and then go back to our season that we're very blessed to have. So, uh, yeah, look. Maybe, but I mean, that's money. Hear, the answers to every one of your questions is money, as the saying goes. Like that, oh, absolutely. It's money. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be watching. I'll be watching the All-Stars. Oh, my God, 100%. watch every second of it. I love it. I love it, and, yeah. and I'm guessing T Man will be in now. Do we know if they're doing the whole lineup? We got to get some information. We shouldn't just be, we shouldn't just be. Oh no, I don't, guesswork. I don't, see, I don't. I don't Are they gonna have the freshman sophomore like game? I don't think they're doing freshman sophomore international stars versus whatever. I don't think they're doing that. Okay, I think that's gone. Okay. I think what I was told was that it's going to be the dunk contest, the proper All Star game, and then like maybe the three point shootout. Like I think really I think it's just those things, but I really honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we also don't even know what our back half of the schedule is because they haven't announced it yet. And there were rumors that it was going to be announced as soon as today, but we've seen nothing. And and I'm really curious to see what does the season look like. Here's what we do know, Hank. We got Tuesday at home versus Washington. Then we go on a massive road trip where we are on the road for one, two, three, four, five games before the All-Star break. We got a baseball back-to-back series at Memphis. Obviously, I like us in both those games. Obviously, Memphis is gritty, and they can't count them out. I like us versus Washington, who stink, even though they have the league's highest score in Bradley Beal. That's our last home game in the homestand. Then it's real interesting. At Milwaukee, at Boston, finish it up at Washington. So there's a lot of games before the All-Star break. Yeah, and it's I really fun. Go it's very and 0, fun. It's very fun. It's so funny this road trip is bookended by us playing just basically a team that is shaped and plays like a big toilet. Now the Washington Wizards are so <laughs> terrible. We're just gonna we're just gonna break off a piece for them, and basically that's how we're gonna start, and that's how we're gonna finish. So I think I find that yeah, very I mean, fun. I find that very fun. yes, that is fun. We're gonna have um, a lovely bookends of just crushing Washington home and away. Yeah, I love that. Grizzlies are kind of dangerous. The Celtics are good, you know. Bucks are good. Oh, the Bucks are good. Bucks is, by the way, a big 
Channel 7 ABC Sunday afternoon game, which I think is the first time we've gotten one of those big Sunday afternoon ABC games this season. So I can't well, wait to watch that yeah. in glorious high definition oh, with my high def antenna. High def antenna as live as live can be. Nice. No replays. No DVR, no pause. I have I one of those too. I have antenna. one of those too. Maybe I'll see if oh, I can I get it. it hooked up. I'm going to try to get it hooked up. Um, I got one for free I think for it, doing it, a commercial. I, it may be just because I, I, I'm such a nerd, but I swear it's better. The, the It's more crystal clear, the picture, off the HD antenna. Well, it might be. It might be. No compression. Maybe know. there's no compression going on. But you, we also, the next game after that versus Boston is TNT on Tuesday. Yes, we have like is. two games yes, in is. three days on on some nice, nice television coverage, real TV games, not just the local coverage. Um, you know, Memphis can be dangerous. They're sitting, they're five hundred team, but they can be dangerous. So you know, sure. every and and every Washington runs- can be too. I mean, I know we just uh, sent them up the river, but Russell Westbrook has been playing well, and obviously they have Bradley Beal, and I think they they actually are on a bit of a win streak right now. It's obviously going to end on Wednesday. I'm not interested in talking about your love for the Washington Wizards. <laughs> they're, t- they're on a four-game four win streak. They're on a four-game win streak, and they're still 10 and 17. You love them. You love them. You body shame them. I can't wait. No, I don't. Wizards. That's you. I can't wait for Russell Westbrook <laughs> to get a quintuple double and still lose by 30. <laughs> he's he's not right. He's not right upstairs. <laughs> He's such a genius will, of a basketball player, though, man. He's one of the best. I will we, brain shame him. We just are never – the fans don't know that they have I, – I honestly believe have watched one of the greatest players in the history of the game with him, um, but partially because of his histrionics and partially just because of bad luck in where he has landed. He's such a genius of a basketball player. I love watching him play, I, you know? Yeah, He's I mean, amazing. he went to the NBA Finals – once he went to the conference finals twice i believe don't quote me anyway i never quote you but it's kind of swears it's kind of it's very hard it's very hardenesque didn't like harden same thing went to the nba finals once went to the conference finals twice maybe three times i don't know there, there's just something that just isn't clicking with those guys, and obviously Harden is in the better. Yeah, position there's something right that now. there's and, something that wasn't clicking. The thing that wasn't clicking was the owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder not paying James Harden and letting him leave, and they basically right. broke up what could have they been a dynastic surge. championship team. <laughs> yeah, man, that I, everyone everyone talks about Sam Presti this and Sam Presti that. Isn't he so great for Oklahoma City? And I'm like, he's not great at all. He let James Harden's massive dump truck butt leave. It's gross. It's hard for me to look at during the game, Hank. It's, it's pronounced <laughs> I, hard I have in. no love for Presti. But I'll tell you who I do have lots of love for, and I'm going to change completely oh, and pivot right now. let's talk about and, it. And talk about this. And I don't think we know what his future or present is. We just know right now that he has been basically cut loose in Detroit. But I tweeted out something the other day, and you retweeted it and doubled down on it. Blake Griffin is not only my favorite Clipper. He's not only my favorite basketball player. Blake Griffin is my favorite athlete ever. Yeah. So yeah, same. I say that same. without any waiver, without no. any hint of irony. And the great Alonzo Bowden, who is a fabulous comedian, been on Clipcast before, I want to say he won last Comic Standing. He's very funny, and he's a diehard Clipper fan. 
And he tweeted back, are you joking? Question mark. And I think he was literally serious. He really has to know if you're joking. And I was like, and I was like, I can't really even respond to this in a tweet how serious I am. But I'm as serious as a heart attack about that. And and you and I obviously have a very similar vision of the Clippers because we literally saw our first Clipper game together in 2001, I believe it was. We literally became season ticket holders together in 2002. Mm. That's that's 20 years of Clipper fandom. Yeah. And it literally started at the exact same moment. So I'd like to hear, Hank, why Blake Griffin is your favorite athlete of all time, and then I'll tell you why he's mine. Well, oh yeah, I mean, it's... We became Clippers fans. I did go to one game, I think right before I met you, I had gone to one game, and I went to see them play the Rockets, uh, and I went with a bunch of Rockets fans, and my family uh, is the founding one of the founding families of Houston, so I have roots with the Rockets, but I'd never lived in a pro sports town before. I'm a military kid. I'd moved all over. So by the time I went to the game, and these guys I was with were being so obnoxious. They were being what I have now learned fans are like when they come to the Clippers games, which they would never be like in Sacramento or at a Lakers game or at a Boston game. They come in so sure they're going to win that I kind of found myself going, I'm I'm rooting for these Clippers, man. I I don't have any ties to the Houston Rockets. I never lived in Houston. Uh, And the Clippers Clippers won that night. The Clippers won that night. Then, as the story goes, um, I bought tires for my car. And the deal was for every tire you buy, you get a ticket to a Clippers game. And of course, I bought four tires, not three, t- not th- right. three tires. And so we no. uh, we took our girlfriends at the time to the game, but yep. they were second and they were third and fourth wheels, respectively, because we were just having a great. They were the they were the fourth and fifth wheels because it was you, me, and the Clippers. Having the time of our lives. So then, yes. They were the fourth and fifth tires, if you will. Yeah. So my earliest experience going to Clippers games was experiencing the way Clippers fans are treated, right? And then by the time we were season ticket holders, I'm sitting there and and we're watching season after season. Um, Again, this is an anecdote we've made a hundred times of you knowing the math of if we just win. I remember the night so specifically. If we just win eight more games, we'll be 500 at home. I remember that at conversation home. at home. So got to go on a run at home. So at the point where Blake Griffin came up for us and we had yeah. watched Elton Brand leave and we had watched yep. um, players come who were supposed to be the ones who were going to turn it around for us, like Baron Davis. Um, and yeah, at the Baron point, Davis came to join Elton Brand and, and then Elton, Elton Brand, Brand left, left him and then Elton Brand left him. Um, Blake Griffin was like the moment where we went. Oh, like this is not this is not an aging player. I'm gonna sidetrack us just for one second. I have an autographed Norm. Please do. I have an I have an autographed Norm Nixon jersey. I oh, picked I, like I picked this Norm Nixon jersey up at the Montgomery flea market while hosting a travel show and was driving through Alabama talking about flea Montgomery, market. Montgomery. Alabama. Montgomery. It's it's a very famous like me old school internet meme. So I went to a Lakers game because Norm Nixon does post game stuff for the Lakers. I went to a Lakers game at the Staples Center, sat around until the game was over, sat around until the fans had depleted and he was doing his post game. And as he walked off, I called him over, Mr. Nixon, would you mind autographing my dream? He was thrilled. He was thrilled. And he's halfway through writing his name and he goes, oh man, this is a Clippers jersey. (laughs) 
Sheesh. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. Sheesh. But it was so, this, Blake Griffin. Hey, come, let me ask you Blake this. Griffin, you wait, let me finish this. didn't actually go to the game. You were outside No, the game. I drove to downtown Los Angeles and sat outside the Staples Center to get the autograph go. from Norm Nixon. I needed that Chris, I needed that Chris Wild caveat on No, that. bro. So anyway. I, knew, I didn't, I knew you didn't go to any L word game, but you went outside of it. I, I sat outside. I love it. I, love it. I sat outside. And so, love and it. so. And so, probably popped this, on twelve. Norm, Norm Nixon had already played for the Lakers when he came to the Clippers. I'm pretty sure. Like, we are. We he, at no, that, he's a Laker legend. I guess we at that point were just the place that players went who were not the worst players in the league, way past their prime. And now sure. we were getting this fresh, hot, crazy, awesome star, right? Star number one pick. And. Yep. And what extra cemented it for me, and then I have a hundred other stories, but I'll sh- I'll shut up after this so that you can take over. I went to these NBA summer league the summer that Blake played. My mom and I went together. Uh, my mom ended up meeting him at some experience, and he was so wonderful to her. But as I watched the second of the three or four games that I saw. He was walking. I was a big jersey head at the time. I had every autographed Clippers jersey. Every jersey I could get that had stitched on letters, I would get autographed. I'm yelling to Blake, Blake, can I have your jersey? Blake. And he's not really responding. I'm pretty close. I'm not really understanding exactly how loud I am. I'm sure the entire – I don't know why I thought he couldn't hear me. And finally, like, going into the half, or as he finished the game, I yelled, Blake, can I please have your jersey? And he looks up in my direction and goes, hey, man. I need it for the next game. Like they don't <laughs> summer league wasn't getting fresh jerseys for he's like he's like, man, I need it. I gotta wear it for the game. But oh every time we I ever need it. every I time need we it, ever Hank. met Blake Griffin, he was such a like amazing, kind guy, cool guy, funny guy. We watched him split his kneecap open before his first regular season game with us. That felt like, oh gosh, here we go again. Here the Clippers go again. Right. But when he came, he is the reason we got Chris Paul. He's the reason why Chris Paul wanted to come to us. We finally got our draft sure. pick, and it has turned it into, it turned the entire culture around. Blake Griffin coming Absolutely. to the Clippers made us what we are today. And now I cede the rest of my time to the gentleman from New Jersey. Well, speaking of Jersey heads, I'll tell you the main thing I love about Blake Griffin is he has a normal size butt. I hate, so, you, I hate you so much right now. Stop it with James Harden's can. Stop. So. Like Hank just told you, you know, we were Clippers season ticket holders for 10 years. Now, growing up in New Jersey, I lived in the shadow of New York City. So I loved the Nets and the Devils, and I hated the Knicks and the Rangers. So I grew up a Nets fan hating the Knicks. I grew up a Devils fan hating the Rangers. Kind of makes sense that I moved to L.A. and picked the Clippers and hate the Lakers. Yeah. But I moved to Los Angeles, and... This kid from Jersey, I liked all the teams that played in New Jersey. That meant I liked the Giants and the Jets, who claimed New York, but they played 10 minutes away in Giants Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I liked all the teams that were the home teams, so much so that I liked the closest baseball teams, the Yankees and the Mets. So I liked the Devils, Nets, Giants, Jets, Yankees, Mets. It rhymed. I liked multiple teams. I liked the home teams. I moved to L.A., I am on a Comedy Central show called Strip Mall. My castmate is Allison Dunbar. She marries Sean O'Donnell, the most penalized NHL hockey player who (laughs) happens to be an L.A. king. His contract gives him premier seats to everything. 
Allison Dunbar. The Clippers are such a laughing stock at this point in the late 90s, early 2000s that Allison never even considers giving me Clippers tickets. She gives me Kings tickets and Lakers tickets constantly, constantly, constantly. So I go to my first Lakers game in Staples Center. I root for the away team. It's weird. I go to Dodgers games. I root my face off for the L.A. Dodgers. I go to L.A. Kings games. I root for L.A. Kings. I went to Angels games. I rooted for Angels. I've never been to a Ducks game. But I would always root for the L.A. home team because I was a new Los Angelino and I really loved my new adopted home city. I went to Laker games, L Word games. I, I rooted for the away team every time. That season was the first of the Shaq Kobe three-peat. I went to round one where it was a best of five series. I went to game five versus the Sacramento Kings, Chris Weber and White Chocolate, Jason Williams. I'm rooting for the Kings. I went to wow. the finals where wow. L Word played the Indiana Pacers, Reggie Miller's Pacers. I'm rooting for the Pacers. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Next season, my best friend buys four tires. He says, <laughs> why don't you take he sounds great. that girlfriend with, with the weird shaped butt that you're dating and join James me. James Harden? My... <laughs> but anyway, we went on a double date to a Clippers game, my first Clippers game. That team was Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Ooh, yeah. Lamar Odom, oh, yeah. Corey Maggette, Elton Brand, young, fun, running and gunning, the Polish rifle, Eric Piakowski. We won that game. You and I cheered and chanted and rooted our faces off and had an absolute blast. And I said, wow, this is my local basketball team. The next season, you that, that summer, that summer, uh, we, we trade – Darius Miles for Andre Miller, and we think that's the piece that we need, and that was a bust. But regardless, you found out that the Clippers are the most affordable season ticket in the NBA. You say, should two we get— Two for one. We got our seats two for one. Two for one. <laughs> should we get season tickets? And I'm like, yes, we should, because we're young guys in our 20s with nothing but disposable income, and we did it. I think it basically worked out to about 20 bucks a game. We would sit in the back of the 200 section, and no one was at these games, and you and I would just— waltz all the way down to the front row and get on Jumbotron every single game. Oh, yeah. I had never been a season ticket holder before in my life. I had been a football fan, and I'd been to a handful of games, but never a season's worth. And again, even if you have season tickets to NFL teams, which, Hank, you have had in the past, it's eight games. It's eight games. The Clippers... Experience is 44 home games, three preseason games back then, and 41 home games. Oof. And you and I went to it's just about every single home game. I want to say a lot the, of first, games. the first season, we missed a lot of games. And then the second season, we made a bet with each other that whoever got, went to the most amount of games had to buy the other one an authentic jersey. And including preseason, we went to exactly the same number of games that season, which was almost all of them. And we bought, our, we yeah. bought each other jerseys in the pro shop after the last game. And then since then, we hardly ever, unless we're working or are out of town, we never miss games. We never missed them. Yeah, unless fans aren't allowed in the building. So I had never been a season ticket holder, and it's it's surreal how much you love your team when you're physically there, especially NBA, as intimate as it is. So we become season ticket holders. For 10 years, in that first 10 years of season ticket holderdom or of fandom from 20. 01 to 2011, 
We go to the playoffs a grand total of one time. We win one playoff series. Our favorite players, probably, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know you love Sam Cassell, as did I. We loved Elton Brand. We love Corey Maggette. We love those guys, Big Cat Mobley. We love those guys, but they got us to the promised land once. We joined the fandom hearing all about, oh, the Clippers are idiots. They blow their draft picks. Oh, the candy man, Michael Olawa candy, such a bust. Clippers have bad luck, blah, 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 blah. We get Blake Griffin. We get the first pick. We pick Blake Blake says he can't give you his jersey because he needs it in summer league. <laughs> the next game. He he gets injured that first season, so he has a phantom rookie season where he just sits and watches. But he went to different fan events in the boxes because he had nothing else better to do and would talk to us and knew us because we were on the Jumbotron so much. And he was our guy. Yeah. And then we saw him in his rookie year win NBA Rookie of the Year win the slam dunk contest, become a massive superstar, and change the face of my favorite franchise in all of sports. So, yes, Blake Griffin is my favorite yeah. athlete ever. Without Blake, we don't get Chris Paul. We don't, DeAndre Jordan isn't an all-star in 2017, isn't a gold medalist. We don't get Doc Rivers. In a, you know, in a weird way, do we even get Steve Ballmer? Like, who knows? But Blake changed everything and loved us. Like loved me no, we and don't you get Bomber. specifically. No, we don't get Bomber. Bomber, we don't, we don't Bomber, get Bomber bought us because we were the hot, one, the hottest entertainment value team in the league. We weren't the necessarily the best team in the league, but he bought us well because we came up for sale, and he was, he says, it was honestly NBA social justice. Property. It was a it was a little bit of him, I think, wanting to take the team off of Donald Sterling's hands. But truthfully, sure. He truthfully, well, he we, was banned for life. We were very, 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 very popular. The media loved us. All of a sudden, Blake sure. Griffin, all these commercials, and the DeAndre Jordan was starting to show up in the commercials with, with uh, Chris Paul. I Chris mean, Paul, yep. But it all it all started with Blake Griffin. It all started with Blake Griffin. And on top of that, he's just. I mean, look, somebody when somebody he's when, funny. I was, I've seen him do stand up oh, so comedy. I've hung out and partied with him. I've had cocktails with him. He's funny. He's yeah. nice. He's nice. charming. He's nice. cool. Every time I see him. Every time, like clockwork, how's little man? How's the little man doing? He asks about my son. Yeah. No one does that. Well, I do. Jamal but, Crawford's but probably I, the. I'm not a professional athlete. But you're my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Present company excluded. <laughs> you're your favorite exactly. actor of all time. <laughs> but I, like Jamal Crawford's the nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's so nice. He used to like if you know. One time I was interviewing him in the locker room pregame. And he had to go do a team thing. And he goes, sorry, you know, I got to go do this team thing. I go, no, don't worry about it. Well, I'll get you next time. And I leave. He ran out of the locker room, found me in the hallway to continue the interview. Like, he's the nicest guy of nice. all time. I love Jamal Crawford. But one of the nicest on. people. He's one of my favorite He's one of my favorite players also. Sure. But I'm telling you, Blake well, Griffin is my favorite athlete but your tweet, ever. Our tweets were not about one of our favorite of all time. No, it no. was about our favorite. And look. We are gonna have to. He see. changed our favorite team to what they are. We we have Kawhi Leonard because of Blake Griffin, and I know it doesn't make sense, but it makes all the sense to Clipper Nation. Well, listen, Blake's not right. Okay, he's ha he's definitely having body issues and health issues. You can you can watch how people oh, are. Are you body but, shaming Blake but, right now? But 
Um, well, oh, look, you're man, talking about his butt. Two seasons ago, he played almost every game of the season, and then last season he played 18 oh. games. So, I mean, he's— Absolutely. Two seasons ago, he, he was amazing for Detroit. Yeah. Detroit loves him yeah. for so, two seasons but ago. We yeah, but we both know, too, because we're not casual NBA fans and are big Blake Griffin right. fans, that he is an incredible passer. So— just because he, a big man pass, so there was a lot. There was a His lot of like commenting. There's like, oh, he hasn't dunked and da, 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 da. yeah. I mean, guys get older and they dunk less. Uh, but right. I, I hope he's going to end up on a team. I hope he ends up on a team that isn't a salary dump. That's like really him getting to be a contender and get to play for play in the yeah, playoffs. I hope, he, I hope he ends up on the Clippers. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know why we would do that. I don't know who's 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 Ross, Whose spot does he take? Serger Zoo, you have to. Uh, I think Fee, have, Fiondu Mbengeli. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, fees literally. Like take the fifteenth man and. Well, you don't send get Blake Griffin for free. You don't get Blake Griffin for free, dude. Get a. I mean, I mean, you kind of do. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about it either. <laughs> and oh, nobody, you know, thinking about it, but nobody I, but, has him. But I really, I hope he ends up somewhere great. Um. It would be very. I think Detroit would, very, would dump him for picks. It'd be very honestly. confusing time for me if he ended up on the Lakers because the the other side of this Ugh. story is while you were rooting against the Lakers, I was a Lakers fan until we got Clippers season ticket season tickets. And as you just said, right, it's very difficult to maintain love for any other team when you have season tickets. It's even more difficult to do it when you sort of become you know, an intricate part of the fan experience by being jumbotron guys and making a lot of friends with Clippers fans. It's even harder sure. when the at Laker at Clippers home games versus Lakers, the Lakers fans call you awful, awful things when you they beat you by 30 and 40 and they just have to right. also call you terrible things. Uh but it, it'd be a confusing time you, for me if uh if Blake went to the Lakers. I just don't know why they would make that move. I don't know why they would make that. Move. Blake Griffin comes to the Clippers, and then all of a sudden, the Clippers Ugh. classically own you, the L word in the head to heads. Could you classically? Could you imagine if Blake came back now to the Clippers? Could you imagine? I'm imagining it right now, and I'm really I, I, not joking. I'm really not joking. I'm getting teary eyed. I really am. Absolutely, as you should, because he's your favorite athlete. That's my favorite ever, athlete, and it could time. happen, Hank. And you're my favorite podcast happen. co-host. And you, you listener, you're my favorite listener. Don't tell the other listeners. It's you. Oh yeah, it's, it's just you. you. It's just you, you. bro. The podcast or gal. experience is also very intimate, just like NBA basketball. Oh, it's so intimate. especially if you're listening with earbuds, because we're inside your brain. I love man. that movie Earbud with the flying dog who plays basketball. <laughs> is it called ear pods or earbuds? I don't care. I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. AirPods? Maybe it's both. Maybe AirPods are the I, wireless I, I ones. Don't know cares all i know cares. is we just sang a love letter to blake griffin and now i guess you get why we are absolutely we we are members of the uh blake chorus and we're singing in the choir songs to blake but look we're clipper fans first and foremost we're clipper podcasters we host the longest running clippers podcast in the history of all time and you listener are hank's favorite all right so hank <laughs> since your listener is your favorite. Why don't you give him a special favorites only horn just for your favorite? I need that toot toot for the next game. Toot toot. I need that toot toot, is what you said. I need that toot toot for the next game. Yeah, you got you do your toot toots out of your big butt. That's what you do. Ah, dang you. Dang crud. 
Dang crud you to butt poops. shame. I will not call this episode butt shame. Oh, don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't. You could call it defending Blake Griffin and then put a picture of him in court. It's a night.